Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Pottersview International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. We have come to meet with you. We are excited because we know we will live here refreshed. We are excited because we know today will be added to us for a good things in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that God, only you be glorified tonight in Jesus' name. Father, we listen to you, we ask, please speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. And Lord, take all the glory. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please, we may have our seat. Good evening, mommies and daddies. I want to thank the pastorate for this opportunity. I am the least qualified to be here. I'm not supposed to be here at all. But you know the Bible said, God used the foolish things to confine the wise. Amen. Amen. And to, to add to the, to the whole thing, to even take it to the climax and make it even more difficult. I'm going to teach about children. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're looking at a very important topic this night. How many of us have ever been children? Let's, let me take it from that point. We are mommies and daddies now. We don't have any child here presently. How many of us have ever been a child? I'm seeing <laughs> all of us have been a child, right? Yes, so what I'll be talking about is something we know already, isn't it? Yes, sir. I want to believe that we all know that because we have all been a child too. Amen. Amen. The greatest experience in life is formed or is acquired when we are when we are still children. Or sorry, when we are still children. That's when we get the best experience. After that is walk, 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 walk until we leave this world. You know, as a child, we don't care who got the clothes, who washed the clothes. In short, they force us to put it on us. Isn't it? Yes, when the food is cooked, they force us to eat. When it's time to sleep, they force us to sleep. They force us to wake up. Everything is done for us. So as a child, we believe that. Life, eh, you just come, you know, things, you are served your meal. Every, somebody is watching out for you, somebody is looking out for you, somebody got your back all the time. That's what we thought growing up as children. That when reality dawned on us, when we go to school and we noticed that our parents were not there and then somebody could beat us for nothing and then there were things we could not do, and then he thought about that. No, 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 no. I wish, I don't know about you, I wish I could be a child today. If I have known that adult is like this, I would wish I would have enjoyed my childhood very well. But we wanted to grow, we wanted to quickly grow when we were children. I say, Ah, you're a child. They say, No, I'm not a child. You're a child. I say, No, I'm not a child. But now that we are adults, some of us wish we were children now, but that time has passed. Praise the Lord. Let's open our Bible to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 6. God commanded something there. 
Deuteronomy chapter 6. If we look at from verse 7, Deuteronomy chapter 6 from verse 7. I will read from here. He said, You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Praise the Lord. I will read it again the way we do it in our, with the children. Verse 7, he said, You will teach them diligently to your children. Teach them, he said, You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. That sounds our activity. You see that we are lying down, we are sitting down, we are out on the road. It sounds our whole life and our activity of the day. So today we'll be looking at a topic, very important topic. Sorry, I'm trying to open my phone. I wrote it, so I'm trying. Just give me one minute and I'll be done by that. Today's topic is a very, very wonderful one. While looking at... Sorry, one minute again. Preparing our children for the future. That's what we are looking at. Preparing our children for the future. Preparing our children for the future. How many of us know that the future is not in many, many years to come? How many of us know that the future is not in 2050 or 2025 or 2035? That the future is any moment from now. How many of us know that? How many of us know that yesterday is not just yesterday. Yesterday is history now. Somebody else about to study it. How many of us know that the future you and I are talking about is not future that will come in many, many years to come. No, the future is just the next moment. So how do we prepare these children for that future? How do we prepare these children for that future? How do we prepare these children for that future? I want to assume and also believe that we love our children so much. That's why we take care of them. That's why we make sure that they go to the best school. That's why we make sure that their teachers are the best. That's why we make sure that we got them the best things of life. And there is something very, very, very important that we should do for them. We should equally prepare them for when we will no longer make all the decisions for them. How do I mean? When our children go to school, I, was, I did a calculation at home and I said, children go to school Monday through Friday. They do it, I think, three, about three months for each, each semester, no, each time. They go to school Monday through Friday and they spend about seven to eight hours in school. And by the time they get home, their parents will maybe come back and have maybe parent-children time with them, mass four hours. After that, the children will be tired for bed. 
So somebody is having more time with your children. Your children make more contact with other children than you, with other people than you. That means there is an infilling of other things. Now let me bring it home to what we know. If you take a cup, for instance, and you fill the cup with Coca-Cola, and then you take another cup and fill it with water, you have two cups, isn't it? One has Coca-Cola and then one has water. Now, you know that Coca-Cola is not transparent like water. So your children, let's assume I'm not saying Coca-Cola, I'm using something we know to explain what I'm trying to do, to explain to us. So your children go to school, they are like an empty cup when they get to school. And then they make contact with people. Anybody who make contact with you, with in life, that person is either topping you or taking from you. Is either the person is emptying his or herself into you or the person is taking from you. There is no contact, there is no contact without either a taking or a receiving. In short, the English word for talking before, one of the words you used for English word for talking was intercourse. How many of us are aware of that? Before. It was a word for when you talk. So there is always, when, the, when there is a communication, there is always either a subtraction or an addition. Now, look at what happened. Your children go to school, they meet with the teacher, the teacher is somebody. And some of them, they do so many subjects, so they meet with so many teachers per day. And in that process, there is always a feeling, feeling, feeling. They meet with their peers in school, feeling, feeling, feeling. And then when they get home, as a parent, what do you do? That is what this Bible is talking about. When your children have made this contact, when they are with you, you are supposed to remove, remove everything that they have learned that should not remain in them. That should not be allowed to take root in them. What do you do? You talk about the things that, should, that, they, that they should retain. You talk about it up to. About it up to. If a cup is filled already and you try to pour additional thing into the cup, what happened to the, the content of the cup? It will spill. It will spill. So every child, every time you meet with your child or every opportunity you have with your child, the Bible says you have to talk about something. Diligently. You have to talk. You have to, you have to engage them. It's not just playing time. It's not just, you are preparing them. Preparation is not only fun. Mind you, the type of fun you are having with your children might not be necessarily be the type of fun they will need in time to come. I'm not saying fun time are not good. I play with them a lot. What I'm saying is that have it at the back of your mind that this thing, you are doing it for a reason. You are doing this thing for a reason. Any opportunity you have to talk with the child, ensure that you are putting something good to displace what that bad thing that that child might have encountered maybe on television, on the phone, on having conversation with peers or teachers or anybody that they sit under his or her authority. Every child or even as adults, 
some of us have once tasted cigarette. How did we how did this start? Is it not contact with somebody? You met somebody. Some of some of us say, ah, since I met you, my life has become better. Since I met you, my life got worse. Why? Contact. So in preparing these children, we must have it at the back of our mind that they they are making contact on a regular basis. So what do we do? We cannot afford to assume that they come to church and they stay under a particular teacher for about two hours. In a whole week, we have 24 hours in a day. So if you multiply 24 by 7, they, I know they cannot be awake for all the time. Children, they sleep, they sleep for over 8 hours. So if we take 8 out of that, about 16 hours, that 16 hours, their active time that they use, that 16 hours or maybe 14 hours that they use, their active time. They, Monday through Saturday, they have active time. They come to church. When they come to church, the time they stay and listen to the word of God in church, is it so much? It's not much. It's not much. And mind you, that word they hear in church, they might need somebody to remind them within the week. Am I lying? Even we as adults. Situations remind us of some of the things we are taught in church. So if we as adults can forget, let it be children. So the Bible says, it's talking to Abraham, it's talking to every parent, it's talking to, I'm using Abraham, I'm going to go into the, 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 the teaching properly, but I want us to have the background. So that when I start talking, you know that I am building it on this foundation. You talk to them. You talk, engage them. Engage them. Talk to them. When I meet the children, I play, but I ensure that we talk. Have time to talk with them. Talk with them. Don't just say, hey, can't sleep. Hey, come. No. It doesn't end there. Don't forget, you are preparing them for the future. Amen. 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 So to, to now have, if we've gotten what I want to talk about, to have a principle that governs this. How many of us know a signpost? We know what signpost is. We're going to use the signpost principle. Don't mind me. Anytime I teach, I try to look for something that we can use. A signpost principle to solve this now, to relate to this. You know that signpost has a foundation that is very it has a pole, and then it has a sign, which is a plate. Now, everything is divided into three. The foundation, the pole, and then you have the plate. Let's take the foundation. It's not every time, when you are looking for direction, you don't look for the, this, the foundation. Do you look for the foundation? No, you don't look for the foundation. When you are looking for direction, you don't even look for the pole. What do you look for? It. Now let's assume, using that principle, that the foundation there is God. The foundation is buried. We don't get to see the foundation. Can that pole stand without the foundation? No. Can the plate be there without the pole and the foundation? No. So let's say the foundation is God. Okay? Let's say the pole are everyone here, the parents. Hello? Hi. So we need God to be founded on. Now, the children, 
Let's assume that the children are disciples, isn't it? Okay. Now let's bring that home now. How many of us, when you have been looking for a place and you eventually see the direction of the signpost, how many of us question the, the, the signpost? If you are looking for, I remember the first day I had to come to this place. And I know it's NCI bus stop, and then you take it. How many of us, when you are looking for a place, if we will use Google Map, and Google Map directs you to a place, and you see the signpost, and you see, say, no, this is not where I'm going to, this is not the signpost. Do we question signpost? No. Is signpost, does it scream at us? No. Does it compel us? Is signpost always blinking with light? That, hey, I'm the one, hey, this is your left, come, come, enter, 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 this, no. Signpost is there. Does it change? Will you come today and then tomorrow when you come here they change the street? Next tomorrow they change the street. No. Signpost doesn't change. Signpost doesn't argue with us. We respect signpost. We we all we look for is let me see the signpost and I'm sure this is the place I'm going to. I will take you back again. Sorry, I know it will be boring somehow because you are not that children. But mind you, what we are learning here is for them. So we do repetition a lot for them to retain. Remember I said, the principle that I'm talking about is the signpost principle. And I made mention of the foundation, which is God. Let's assume that the foundation is God. They both the parent, and then we are saying that the plate is the children. And we said, the plate is there, showing the direction, and nobody gets to question it, isn't it? Parents, the best way to prepare our children for the future is to have a relationship that our children will not question what we do. I will explain it again. I will say the word and then I will explain. When you have a relationship with your child or when your life is such that you say what you mean, you mean what you say, you do what you say, you say what you do. You are like that signpost. Your child knows that the daddy does not lie. So the child will know that to lie in that house is a taboo. Am I lying? No. In the house that the parent is lying and you tell your child not to lie. Will it not be difficult? I know of a man, the man smokes. The man, he smokes weed. His child is having a mental issue because the child also smokes weed. And the one they were talking, I said, why is this child smoking? They said, the father smoked. I said, he won't have the moral authority to correct that child because he does smoke too. But when your life is such that what you say is what you do, what you mean is what you say, it becomes a taboo for your child to do otherwise. If you grow up in a family like mine, growing up, you eat moi moi or akara, you shall eat beans food on Saturday. So you know that Saturday it must be beans. Any production of beans, whether akara, whether moi moi, whether cooked beans, you shall eat beans on Saturday. So you know that that is normal. It's normal. If you grow up in a house that you fast every Wednesday, after some time it becomes your life. 
you no longer question it. If you go, if you grow up in a house at six o'clock, you wake up to pray. After some time, even when you are no longer in the house that prays six o'clock, when it's six o'clock, you will wake up because it has become like that signpost in you. If you live in a house that there is love and for you to hate, hate somebody or to hate is, 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 is out of place. But if you grow up in a house and the father is beating the mother and the mother is fighting the father to beat people outside or you grow up in a house that they use abusive words. To use abusive words is normal. It's normal. Why? The Bible says, say it to them when you sit down, when you walk on the road, when you lie down. Greatest way to live, to lead the children, to prepare them to the, for the future is when you become their example. You must be their example. Remember what I said. God, they don't see God. Did they see God? I said, let's assume that God is the one where it is, is a pillar. The complex contact of God they will have is you and I. The first experience of how should God be is the way you relate with them. You are the first contact of who? They look at you and then they imagine God. If you are a loving father, your children will assume that God is a loving father. If you are a loving mother, they will assume that ah, God will be a loving mother. But if you are the type that when you are coming, you know, everybody will take, everybody will take off from the sitting room. Everybody will hide. It's when you now say, "Ah, yes, everybody in this house." People now start coming out from their family. Ah, welcome, sir. Ah, that you welcome, sir. I have parents. I know children that don't call their parents that they call him sir. I'm not saying anything is bad, but such a child will feel that ah, God is like their father. God is militant. If God says, come here, hey, you must. But when you grow up in a family, that ah, come. When you see children, some children, when they walk up to you, and then they come and hug you, you know that hugging is something that they are used to. Some children will come and greet you. Greeting is something that they are used to. But you know some children, they don't greet. They will just pass you. You now call them come. Ah, oh, sorry. You know that at home that child doesn't greet like that. If the child does greet at home all the time, to greet you is nothing. It's nothing. It's to become part of the child. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So one of the ways that you can prepare your children for the future is to do what you say. Say what you do. Mean what you say. Don't tell them it's time to sleep. And then they come and throw time trying and say, okay, go and play. No. When you tell them it's time to sleep, you mean it. And your children will come to know what you mean and what you don't mean. You are preparing them. It's a preparatory process. So you don't look, you don't allow emotion to power you all through. There are things and times that you say no. Let heaven fall. That no will stand. And your children will come to them. You know, daddy. When daddy says no, daddy means no. So when you, they are talking, and they, they are going to this place of, and you say, okay, I've heard everybody that we are not going this time. 
They will feel the pain, but they know that you, when you mean, you mean what you are just saying. But there are parents that is the children that determine things almost all the time. Your children should know where their, their your children should know where their authority ends. If not, they will go out and they will disrespect elders. The elders might not say it to your face, but they will blame you that you have not trained that child very well. A child should know when to talk. I am not saying that you should abuse the child, but the child should know that I know. When an adult is talking, I should be asked before I contribute. Even if I know what they are talking about. A child should know that ah, when I see an adult, this is what I should do. I should greet this person. I should leave this place. I should do this. It's part of it because it's a, you are preparing them. You are preparing them. Two, I said ensure that you displace anything that is wrong, that should not take root in them. You displace it. You displace it. Your child throws tantrum. You see, that, that's how the child is. Brethren, we live in a world that says something and does another thing. Let me explain what I mean. In the, in the Western world, they will tell you, you you should not discipline your child, isn't it? But that child will grow, become wayward. The child will commit crime. The same government that said, don't train this child, will jail or even kill that child. Because it's convenient for them. They never gave birth to the child. They never sent the child to school. They shy away from their own or, or their own path that they should have played in the life of the child. Our children, we must see that we are training them. Therefore, some of the things that we do might not be convenient for them. But we, still, we should still do it anyway. Then another thing we must do. Another thing we must do to prepare our children for the future. We must ensure that distance influence is not stronger than our own present influence. I'll say it again. Distance influence should not be more than our present influence. You cannot have a child and her best friend is in China and the clothes she's wearing, the way she talks, she's influenced by somebody far, far, far away. And you that you are the parent here, you have lesser influence in the life of that child. You are losing that child already. When I ask children and ask, who is your role model? You, I should hear it a thousand times, my parent. See the word I, I should hear it a thousand times, my parent. If you are not the foremost influence in the life of your children, please, after now, sit down. Sit down. Reject your, your plans. Think about how to make yourself more visible in the life of your child. To make yourself more visible. I know of a man 
I've told him many, many times. I said, sir, if I, if I ask your child this question that I'm asking you, the answer you are giving me is what your child will give you. He has influenced the child so much that the child almost thinks like him. You see the word that is almost think like him. It is only then. You see the word birth. To give birth. It's not the nine months and then there is push and then somebody cries. Time will make that person. Times are natural and food will make the person grow. But when you say this is my child, people need to see, not just resemblance that come by biology. They need to see how you have trained that child. How a friend is in the US now. Something happened in my church when we were teenagers. They said something gone missing and then he was accused and he stole something. He was not there. They reported to the mother. The mother said, my son cannot steal. That was the word that she used. She said, my son cannot steal. Later on, the final the boy didn't steal anything. She used this word, cannot steal. You must train your child to, to that point that you can say what your child will do and what your child will not do. When I was growing up, I don't know how to quarrel. You know, when people exchange words and talk, you when I'm angry, I walk away from the person. You can put that I walk away from you better. You are quarreling, you are talking, you talk back, you talk. It's not my thing at all. So when things happen, and you report to my parents that I fought, my parents will always tell you that. David did not start the struggle. They will tell you that, yes, he fought, but he did not start the struggle. I'm not a trouble person. I walk away when there is trouble. I don't want trouble, so I walk away. So for me to fight, that means when I was walking away, you decide to pull me again. Please, I am begging us. Let us ensure that we look out for our children all the time. We keep weeding. We keep weeding. There is this bed called, I think, is it? Or cuckoos. Or cuckoo. This bed, there are so many of them. They're one of the uh, paralistic beds. They don't build their nest. I don't know if any of you have seen it. They don't build their nest. They go about. Some of them even is as bad as can lay egg on a daily basis. So they go about looking for other nests. And then they will drop their eggs there. The birds will incubate the, 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 the nest, the egg, and then ashes. Ashes. Ash, oh, ash, it will ash. And then at the end of the day, you know what will happen? The cuckoos will become very big. Kill the children of those other birds. And will be the only one receiving the, the feeding when the, 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 the bed comes. That attitude is playing out in everything that is happening among children and in the society we have. You might say, how is it happening? Let me tell you. We watch the official. Our children have access to phones. Information are always dropped in the lives, lives of our children. And then we will relax back. We are not as strategic as they are. Everything that they will do for this year, 
they plan it for five years ago. What they will deploy next year, they plan it already. They have it. But if I ask us as parents, what is the program for our children next year? We don't have it. We live every day. And today I'll teach them something. Tomorrow I'll teach them something. How many of us know MTV base? MTV base. You know MTV base. MTV base have a program from creed, creed rather, to creed. They have a program that they will be part of your life from when you are a child till when we die. So the people of the world are so strategic in their planning. But we as Christians, what do we do? We allow each day to pass. I take us back again. I bring us back again to that principle I mentioned. Don't forget, we are looking at the topic of how to prepare our children for the future, not for the past. And I also said that let us not forget that the future is not in distant times to come. The future is any moment from now. It's a future. And I also said that anything or anytime you have opportunity to engage your children, don't just end with, don't end it with playing the don't engage them, influence them. And I also on your children is less or lesser than somebody from a distance, then you are not doing enough. I also said that if your children are not seeing you as their mentor, there is still much to be done. There is so, so much to be done. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to round up with this story. We know the story of Abraham and Isaac. How many of us know that that story is like a prophecy of what happened about Jesus Christ? How many of us know that? Because there are so many similarities about this story. They were both the only child at that point, the only loving child that they have. They both went to the mountain, they both carried wood. They, they, they were both, in short, you know that in the Bible, the Bible said, according in the book of uh, Hebrew, do you know that Paul, according to Apostle Paul, that Isaac was brought back to life. If you read the book of, think, let me see if I can get that piece. That he was brought back to life, just the way Jesus Christ also they both asked their father a question. Jesus Christ said, God, why are you forsaking me? Or Isaac said, Father, where is your God? Yes, you will provide yes. that. Yes. And they were both ready to let go of the truth. But we shouldn't forget something. Abraham and Isaac. Abraham must have a powerful influence upon Isaac. That Isaac will trust him so much. You know, at the point he asked his servants to wait. Took the boy to a mountain. Not just a mountain. Put the boy there. Tied the boy's hand. For the boy to look and say, ah, just imagine. You take your child somewhere, turn the child, bring out knife, sharpen the knife, and tell the hand. Cover the, the child's eye. And the child still trusts you. That means you have so much influence in the, on the life of the child. The child must have believed you to a fault. For the child, as if never complained. He did not say anything that, ah, no, that, no, 
What now? You want to kill me? Never mentioned that. The Bible never mentioned that. I now see why God said, I know Abraham that he will teach his house. He will teach his house. God saying about Abraham. So please remember the signpost. Live with your children so much that they can trust you the way we, even as adults, trust the signpost. You don't need to shout. They look at you and they know that, yes, yes, yes. That is angry now. I've done something wrong. Daddy, I'm sorry. Mommy, I'm sorry. So, you know, you remember there was a time I was talking and I said, if you don't train your children before they have their own worldview. What I mean by worldview is the way we, is our conclusion of continues. Some of us, some people believe that this is not bad, this is not bad, this is not It's our worldview already. If you cannot influence your children before they have their own worldview, it will become very difficult to do that. And if you cannot train them until they become an adult, when you are old, eh? when you get old, you will be running from here to here to here because at that point you can no longer influence them anymore they can, and they will not respect you have you noticed that children that are not trained the first the first pointer to an untrained child is that the child will disrespect people and the first pointer to a trained child is that the child will respect people so if you cannot or if you fail to train your child in such a way that that child will understand that no, this thing is wrong. This thing is wrong. This thing is wrong. Don't say it once. Remember what the Bible says. Say it when you see it now. And then parents, I I work in an advertising agency. So I've done advertising for some time. And I understand. There is what they call brand promise. When you look at, when you look at advert of a particular brand, there is a particular thing they keep promising you because all brand has what they promise. There is what we also call brand visibility. How many of us have used close up recently? Close up, toothpaste. But there was a time close up was very visible everywhere. I was discussing with my friend when we were coming to see. I said, it's no longer visible. So let's bring this principle to our own life and in our relationship with our in, in, in relating with our children. How what do we promise? What is our constant promise to our children? Everything you play and everything that you are doing at the end of the day, let it be that this is the message you are preaching to them. This is the message that you are preaching to them. If you are giving children rice, how do you communicate to them? How do you influence them? How do you say something to them that will stick with that right? If you are taking children out, how do you bring related to the Bible in such a way that they will have something to, to go home with? How do you influence them with that story? I round up with these few words. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The greatest thing you can do for yourself 
is to have children that are well trained. Because they will always, now is your time. While you are training them, you are looking out for them. When you get old, they will look out for you. The Bible says, Blessed is that man who has his quiver full of them. He said, They will meet with the enemy at the gate. Because at that point, they are the one protecting their parent, not their parent, not the other way and say, hey, Beat, beat her, beat her, beat her. That time that was small, she can beat. Can beat no at that point they will defend the parent because they know that no, if not because of this person, I will not be here today. Please, can we bow our heads? I need us to say just this prayer point as I hand over to Pastor. The prayer point is simple, it's very, very simple. Another question. Let's pray then we can answer the question. The prayer point is simple. Pray to God that God may help you to lead your children on the right path when it's convenient and when it's not convenient. Because that's where parents miss it. They miss it at that point. And some, because at this point, no, 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 I don't want to discipline my child. It's not convenient. When it's convenient and when it's not convenient. Let's talk to God about that. Father, we ask for the grace. The grace, the grace to lead our children on the right path at all times, at all times, at all times, so that we can prepare them for the future ahead. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life transforming and destiny impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.